Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, Brian Anderson. Happy New Year, man. Good to talk to you. How are you? Well, happy new year to you too. I uh, I cannot believe we're already back here and and get at it. Now, maybe I don't speak for all baseball fans, but I'll tell you what. For me personally, this off season has absolutely flown by, and it's exciting to see the guys reporting and us getting ready to start another beautiful season. Well, tell me a little bit about your off season, man. Did you have a fun with the family? <laughs> I'm sure you did. You had some traveling in. What 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 happened, man? Ronnie, this this show is on too early to tell you about my offseason. Okay, that's all I'm going to tell you. This is going to have to be my offseason was after dark. It would be it would be Ronnie and T. Kraz after dark. It, it was it was uh, it was a little bumpy, but uh, but you know what? Uh, overall, it's still fine. Uh, did get awesome time with the kids. You know, loving the you're watching them play baseball and t-ball sure. and football and. Uh, doing a lot of uh, really fun things, but but it was an absolute blur. I, I mean, it was just the other day, it feels like, that we were trying to figure out, okay, what are they going to be for Halloween? And Super Bowl's over, February 13th, people are reporting to spring training. Uh, it, boy, happened quick. It really did, and the Rays are going to be back at their spring home in Port Charlotte. I'm loving this. Uh, you know, the insurance paid for all that damage. I think it was over like $17 million worth of damage. What are your thoughts about returning to Port Charlotte? I mean, the team actually did pretty good coming out of the gate, being displaced from their spring training home, winning 13 in a row. But it's got to be good to be back at home, right, Brian? Yeah, I, I still think that there's a lot to be said for normalcy. You know, you, we, I've had this conversation with people over the years. And, and, you know, for baseball players and their families, you think about the wives, the girlfriends, the kids that are at home, you know, a lot of guys, if they don't, live in the city that they play in they have three residences every single year they go off to spring training for two months then they go to the city in which they play for six months oh by the way half that time is spent in random hotel rooms around the country and then when the season's over maybe they live in arizona maybe they live in texas maybe they live in a different state or a different city in florida so and you, and you have the, the the moms and the kids that are left behind as dad goes off to spring training. They won't get to see the kids until they're out of school. You know, it's early June. So you know, last year with the Rays being bounced around like they were, you know, the way that they were able to come out at the beginning of the season was a testament to the you know resiliency of that group. But getting down to Port Charlotte and having a home base for the next seven, six seven weeks. It's 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 a good thing. It's a good thing for these guys, and it's nice to see that they got everything down there repaired, ready to go. The, the park looks beautiful. The, the facilities look outstanding, and I'm sure that the guys are thrilled to just be going to one spot until the season starts. Now, BA, obviously, you pitched there in Major League Baseball. What was it like when you guys did report? Of course, you being a part of the pitching staff. What exactly were some things that you guys were doing, and what was your approach to that? Just knowing you were stepping back out there. Well, guess what? It didn't have anything to do with what we were doing on the field. It was everybody going back there and showing off their new toys. <laughs> this is my new car. These are my new wheels. Look, I got my truck. You know, I got it raised four inches. You know, it's 
it's all the new toys, you know, catching up with the guys. Guys have been doing the work. You know, they've been putting the work in and ramping themselves up to get ready for spring training. But that, that first little bit of time back with the guys at the facility, it's, it's like the family. It's, it's really like a family reunion, everybody getting back together. Like I said, you're out in the parking lot taking a look at somebody's new ride, their new bling, whatever it may be. Or maybe it's a new family. Who knows? But, uh, but that, that catching up period was always very um, – it was special. It was special at the beginning of spring training. And then, you know, before you know it, a day or two into it, now it's, it's get down to work and, and start getting ready to try to go win a championship. Former big league pitcher and raised television analyst Brian Anderson is with us on the Central Florida Behavioral Health Network DA hotline. And BA, obviously, there are going to be some subtractions from this team. There are every year. The biggest ones, though, Tyler Glass Nile, <clears throat> excuse me, Manny Margot, Andrew Kittrich, Luke Rayleigh. And uh, we'll get into the starting pitchers that are on the shelf right now. But let's talk about those losses and how the Rays are going to replace them because. Luke Rayleigh was a big-time fan favorite. We'll start with Luke Rayleigh, but I, I think they've got some people in mind to really step in Luke Rayleigh's shoes. Well, you know, they, they do. They, the thing that's interesting about the, the decisions that were made this offseason or, or, or not made um, was, you know, you, you lost a good amount of experience here, even, even Robert Stevenson. You know, him, him leaving, you know, he was a middle-of-the-season pickup, but, boy, what a job he did for the squad down the stretch. He's gone, too. So, you have all of those pieces that you're talking about that are no longer here and they're going to be replaced with, with young kids. And so that's going to be really interesting to watch and see how that develops because there's a lot of experience that went away from the team and there's a lot of youth that is going to fill those holes. And, you know, when you think about a guy like Luke Rayleigh who got a lot of time in the outfield, he got some time at first base. But, you know, you're going to see Yandy Diaz, you know, a lot at first. Jonathan Ronda, I, th I know they want to keep him in the big leagues. He's going to be a guy that kind of hybrids around and bounces around and, you know, maybe gives a, an Esau Paredes a day at third. Or maybe that's Curtis Mead. Who knows? There's a lot of moving parts. But I think that, you know, in the trade with, like, Margot and Glass now going to the Dodgers, and, and you, in return you get Johnny DeLuca and Ryan Pepio, that's a plug-and-play thing. So you've got the outfielder, you know, Rayleigh no longer there, Margot no longer there, but DeLuca, you're going to be able to plug him right in. Is he going to fit in as the fourth outfielder? You know, we'll, we'll wait and see how it plays out in spring training. Pepio should go right to the starting rotation and be, you know, a, a huge part of that, and that's, that's how they're going to do it. But, again, you've got a lot of uh, guys with high ceilings that are young replacing a lot of guys who had, you know, a, a track record of some sort. Uh, and or, or maybe a little bit more of a known quantity. And so that will be one of the fascinating things to watch as spring training uh, unfolds. Big question mark at shortstop. Of course, the future of Wanda Franco is up in the air. They did pick up uh, a shortstop and infielder named Jose Cabero. They've got some other options. What do you think is going to happen at uh, shortstop? You know, yeah, I, I think that, that Jose Caballero is, is going to be a, a big part of that rotation, I, especially early on. Taylor Walls with the hip surgery, um, you know, he's going to be back, but he's not going to be back right at the beginning of the season. At least it doesn't look like that. And so you think, you know, the Wander Franco situation obviously way up in the air, and I think that you have to go into spring training with the idea that you, you know, you, you're not going to see him anytime soon. That, that, that can't be something that you're counting on. So that being said, then Jose Caballero is a guy that's going to get, you know, that, that, an opportunity. And, and 
there's going to be a number of guys throughout the organization. You know, guys, a young player like Carson Williams is going to get a chance to show what he can do. He's probably still a few years or a couple of years away at least, but he's going to get opportunities in the spring, which can always vote well for a young player. Um, you know, but that's why those moves were made. And, uh, you know, even a guy like, you know, Junior Caminero, I, I mean, he's a guy that could factor in there. Is he going to crack the opening day lineup? I don't know. He could. You know, he certainly has a, a ton of potential. But I think him skipping AAA and going right from AA to the big leagues, you know, in a perfect world, you'd love to have a fully healthy team and let him have time to marinate a little bit in AAA, improve his defense a little bit, continue to hone that awesome offensive game that he has, and, and then bring him up when he's fully ready to come up and stay. But you never know. You never know how, never know how spring plays out. Some guys, you know, step right in, they grab the bull by the horns, and they make it impossible for you to, to send him down. So we'll see if he can do that. Brian, three-fifths of the starting rotation on the shelf. Of course, the ace Shane McClanahan's going to spend the entire year rehabbing. But uh, there are some other starters, Jeffrey Springs and Drew Rasmussen, that could be back in a couple of months. And I think you named uh, one pitcher, Ryan Pepio, that should step right into the rotation. What about the kid they brought up last year, Taj Bradley? How does he figure in this? Well, you got to figure that he's going to be part of that rotation. And you, know, and you want to see him take that next step, be a little bit more consistent with his command, um, even sometimes with his pitch selection. Boy, you look at the tools that he brings to the mound, and the overpowering stuff, if, he be, if he's able to harness that, build good game plans, and go out there and execute like we've seen him do, boy, he's got a chance to be special. You know, not, not just a guy that's going to hold down a rotation spot, but he has a chance to be special. For me, it's about the depth. That's what it's going to be interesting to watch during the course of spring once again because you think right out of the gate, you got Zach Eflin, you know, right up there at the top, Aaron Savali, Zach Littell, Ryan Pepio, Tosh Bradley, Shane Boz. Okay, what's his timeline, and what are they going to allow him as far as a workload goes? After that, I think you're just kind of, you know, you're seeing who develops, who, you know, can maybe be a part of the extended rotation, because what you'd like more than anything else is those top five guys, with Shane Boz included, to be able to be, you know, injury-free and get you into the middle of the season. Uh-oh, here comes Drew Rasmussen. Here comes Jeffrey Springs. And it's like two huge trade deadline acquisitions that are just going to come back off of the IL. And that, boy, you talk about making that starting rotation that much stronger. Now, you've got to get there. You've got to get there. They've got to get there, and the starting rotation and as a staff has to get there. And so when you, know, when you start to think about that, depth will come into play. Hopefully it doesn't, but that will be another thing to see. Who are the other guys that they are extending and giving more innings to to try to get them ready to potentially start if they're called upon. And so I think the, the youth, the, the reliance on the youth this year and the starting rotation depth, those are two biggies for me, and I, and I can't wait to see how the Rays do that. Because you know that, uh, listen, if I'm talking about it with you guys, they've already thought about it and they've already planned for it. So we'll see what that plan's going to be. Valley Sports Rays television analyst and former pitcher Brian Anderson joining us here on the Ronnie and T-Crass show. T-Crass is out today, of course, uh, as uh, he lost his father this week. He will be back with us next week. Let's get to uh, catching, um, Brian, because 
I'm looking at the 40-man roster, and I just see two guys' names, Renee Pinto and a non-roster invitee, Alex Jackson. So what? <laughs> the catching position looks like it needs a little more depth as well. Um, well, yeah, that, and that'll be interesting to see. I, I think that in a perfect world, you know, Renee Pinto is, is going to be the guy that's going to do the lion's share of the catching, and a guy like Alex Jackson um, is going to be his backup. But you know that they're going to keep their eyes on the waiver wire, potential trades. They'll, they'll be looking to somehow potentially, you know, supplement that position but but you are right when you look at the 40 man roster and you see one catcher literally one catcher <laughs> on the 40 man and that that's a little uh, unnerving to say the least uh, so you know we'll, we'll see how that all plays out but you know that they're going to be kicking the tires and and talking to different teams especially when it comes down you know towards the end when teams have to make decisions on guys and and who's going to be able you know who's going to be available and are the Rays interested in that particular catcher, and, and will they bring him in? We've seen before how they've been able to grab guys, you know, and plug and play, and they get more out of them than their previous organization. They've done that before at that position. So, you know, that will be another interesting little wrinkle to keep your eye on. But, but yeah, one one guy on the 40-man roster at a pretty important position. It's probably like, not the way they wanted to go in. Right. It's like we would say today, pitchers and catcher reported for the Rays. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we know there's more than one catcher down there for sure. No doubt about well, that. You, and, boy, do you need them this time of year. You've got bullpens going basically <laughs> around the clock. And so you need bodies back there to, to – uh, to, to catch, so yeah, they they've got guys down there that just happen to not be part of that forty man. Harold Ramirez, where does he fit on this squad this year? Well, I, I think right now you say okay, he's going to be a, a DH against left-handed pitching, and he's going to be your pinch hitter extraordinaire coming off the bench because I don't think many guys, if anybody, does it better than he does in, in a very very difficult role. When you're talking about you know, think about when you're pinch hitting. For the most part, it's late in the game and it's a close game. So guess what? Who are you facing? You're facing the, the top end back of the bullpen arms for the other team. And he goes out there and puts up numbers that you just don't see. You just do not see guys put up pinch hitting numbers, you know, like he does. On top of the fact, he absolutely whacks around left-handed pitching. So I think that's where he stands right now. I, you know, there's obviously been a lot of chatter about would the Rays move him. Well, they haven't. They haven't yet. So, you know, he, he's going to assume that he is, uh, you know, part of the club and, to be determined. We'll see. What kind of a season are you expecting from Josh Lowe after a breakout season a year ago? Oh, I, I think that he's got an opportunity to really, uh, you know, build off of that. Because I'll tell you, you know, from the season before, the adjustments that he made, and I, and I know that he talked a lot last year, maybe not a lot, but he talked early on that getting sent down the previous season was the best thing that happened to him. Because it allowed him to go down there and it allowed him to make adjustments and to take a deep breath, get back to work, fix things that he needed to fix, and boy, oh, boy, did that translate to the big league level last year. And, uh, you know, he really came on like gangbusters and put up a tremendous season. There, there's no doubt about that. In fact, I saw, I don't know what number he was, but, you know, the top 100 players in Major League Baseball, that, that countdown that they had going on MLB Network, he was part of that. You know, there were a number of Rays that made it. He was he was one of the guys. So he's already highly regarded because of what he did a season ago. And I guarantee you, knowing Josh, you talk to him, and he's like, yeah, there's another level. 
there's another level that I can go to. I guarantee you that's his mindset. And, and he is such a great athlete, you know, a long strider. He's, he's got a swing that he can create a lot of power because he creates a lot of leverage. Uh, so, you know, the, the sky's the limit for him. And I think that having the year that he did a season ago is a really good springboard coming into this year because now he knows that he belongs and now it's how far can I take it? How high can I go? Brian, the Rays have uh, been trying to finalize a deal for a reliever from the Astros, Phil Maton. I believe I said his last name correct, but uh, they said it's pending the physical. It seems like it's been a week now, and I haven't heard anything. Are you hearing anything? I have not heard a thing. I, I, I'm, I'm assuming that that's going to be coming down the pike here relatively soon, if all goes well. But um, you know, maybe there's some administrative things that are going on as far as creating a roster spot, or you know, that, a lot of different things that that can play into it, and uh, and we'll see. But you know, it would be it would be. I think everybody would be you know kind of shocked if he didn't end up as a part of the squad because you know if it was that much up in the air, why announce it last week? Unless it's pretty much a, a done deal, you just need to you know cross some T's and dot some I's before it becomes official. What so we'll is see. what does he bring to the club out of the bullpen, Maton? Well, you know, he's another guy that, that uh, a right-handed reliever, great stuff. He had a good season last year, um, you know, ERA right around three, I think it was. And he's a guy that you can move into the back end of that rotation. So then you start to think about how much thicker, you know, you can make things when, you know, you think about you got Fairbanks down there, Jason Adams, Sean Armstrong, now Phil Maton. You've got Chris Dubensky. You've got the lefties, Poche, Clevenger, you know, Tyler Alexander. Um, who, who they picked up. You've got some power righties down there with, with some different styles that make it really difficult on opposing hitters at the end of ball games. And so that's just another piece that fits down there on that back end to get important outs when wins matter. All right, he's Brian Anderson, former big league pitcher and the lead analyst on Bally Sports. Someone texted in what's going on with Bally and Amazon. All I've read is that Amazon got uh, some of these uh, – baseball regional networks out of bankruptcy and i think everything is going to remain the same is that what you're hearing brian that yeah that's exactly uh you know what i'm hearing and uh and so you know listen i i, I the news you know was not great at the beginning of the off season a lot of uncertainty i think as we've moved through the off season the news that has come out looks more and more favorable for everything to be running smoothly here in 2024 and and that's what we're counting on everybody's uh you know amped to get to get started and you know here it comes you got it all right brian anderson we appreciate it man and uh we'll see you around at spring training buddy all right sounds good see you fellas you got it with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.